All right, everybody. Welcome to our latest after show. Uh, tonight we've got hey. uh, Kevin, per the usual. We've got Daniel, hey. Rob. <laughs> Let me try that again. We've got Daniel. <laughs> Hi. We've got Rob. What's up? And we've got Spencer. How's it going? Hey. All right. So before we kind of talk about some of the other stuff that we just talked about, I- I'm just curious because I think based on what I've uh, little I know about you guys, uh, th- at least a couple of you are fairly big gamers. Has anybody played Elden Ring yet? Because I am nope. seeing so much no. pop up about. Well, Kevin, I know you haven't. You have a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, I, the. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that I learned that the the Turtles collection is coming to the Switch. It yes. is coming so, to the Switch, yeah. and you can pre-order it now. Thank you, Andrew, yeah. for giving me the heads up on that. I, yeah. I pre- yeah. But I pre-ordered Star Wars Skywalker Saga because I want to be Mando. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say I don't particularly like those types like Elden Ring. I appreciate people who can play them and uh-huh. enjoy them, but the I'm going to kill myself trying to beat this boss and then trying to get frame perfect mm-hmm. dodges or whatever is just not my idea of fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was actually something I was going to jump on if it assuming I had done a one man show tonight. Like I said, I didn't I didn't know Kevin was going to be here, but um, what I'm hearing is that it has sold over 12 million units. Oh, which, which, has, good for that. Which good for outsold that. both of the last two uh, Call of Duty titles, uh, mm-hmm. Modern Warfare and Vanguard, or excuse me, not Modern Warfare, Black Ops and Vanguard. Um, it sold 12 million copies in front inside the first 12, uh, three weeks. Yeah, good it's also them. outdoing what is it, the Ghost of Sekiro. Sushima. Uh, I think Sushima. Sushima. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's two different titles. There's Sekiro the Shadows same... Die Twice and Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so I think, but they're the the Ghost one is the same. It's that from games or something like that. The same developer, Go- I thought. Ghost, really? Ghost is Sucker Punch. Um, okay. Sekiro is from software. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incidentally the only game that I have ever willfully put down and stopped <laughs> playing. I, I I finally I I couldn't take it. Sekiro was just hard as nails for me uh and if i was a younger man full of uh, testosterone and and uh frustration i probably would have broken several controllers playing it but oh <laughs> i'm much more budget conscious now and i don't yeah, want to put that be. example out in front of my kids so i just took a deep breath and said i turned done. off my console and walked into my room and punched a hole in the wall that's good. So <laughs> and, and covered it with and covered it with a picture and covered it right. Um, so I but, do have a question. Go ahead. Non video game related. Sure. So Monday we just so on the Monday when this aired last that we talked about movies we looked forward to seeing. Yes. I want to know what everybody's favorite theater experience was. Okay. Ooh, your favorite yeah. experience. I I don't care when it was in your life. I don't care what season it was your favorite theater experience hmm. mine would oh. either i'm i'm stuck between two My, uh avengers end game on opening night Ooh. okay and then uh uh spider-man uh no way home oh wow so super recent films yeah yeah, yeah. super re- none of mine are super recent films but so what made them memorable for you rob well, for me, it was just, it was the first time I've act, I actually was part of an audience that got it really invested in the movie. Like you see those videos where everybody hears at something 
the, those were the move the only movies that I've ever been in where there was actual cheering involved. Okay, that's fun. And those are fun. I've been to plenty of those, uh, even before I worked in a movie theater. Um, mm-hmm. I have lots of memories of those. And I used to go to the theater in high school and early twenties, three to four times a week. Oh wow. So yeah, I mean, I was hardcore, but that's when the ticket <laughs> prices were like four bucks. So that's a different world. <laughs> you get the student discount. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now he can get the senior citizen. Now we get a senior citizen. When so, I mean, there, there, there's two good. that that's I'm trying to think about. What's so, that, Daniel? So this was back like, um, I think it was Phantom Menace. I think that came out oh. on my birthday. And we went like opening night. It was like a whole bunch of friends and my birthday kind of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that, that was that, fun. That was a hard. That was a hardcore opening as well because th- there was a lot of people dressing up when that one opened. Yeah, and and then the other one waiting. was a. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a Halloween. Went to a Halloween screening. I think it was House on Haunted Hill. Okay. And did like the okay. whole dressed dressed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the movie wasn't bad. I mean, it's probably like a high B tier kind of. Yeah, but know, it's, the, it's the communal movie. the communal yeah. experience, man. That's what it's that's what it's about. Yep. For me, I've got two that are definitely stand out to me. But as I think back on them, neither of the two movies were that good. It was just the experience around it that I really which is, enjoyed. Which is why you go to the movie theater. Exactly. And so the first one that came to mind was actually Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was a horrible movie. It was was a bad movie. It was a bad movie, but I went with a group of friends, and our entire shtick was seeing how much food we could sneak into this movie. And so I have have those stories. People's pockets were full. One guy brought a backpack with two liters of, you know, like of two liter drinks and like your stuff. And he was just over here, just like, here you go, here you go, here you go, handing out stuff to everybody. And it was just a great time. Backpack in. It was a different time. (laughs) Yeah, back in the day, man, like. So when I grew up, there used to there used to be this uh, brand of jeans called Genco, and part oh, of yeah. their stick, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. they had like giant, giant pockets, yeah, giant po- like oh, pockets. Okay. When we say giant pockets, they went down past your knees when you oh, wore jeans. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, boy. so when we would go, we would like stop by Taco Bell and get a like a <laughs> giant ton of burritos, <laughs> and my pockets would be full of like burritos and tacos, nachos. Like, <laughs> Uh, one pocket so, full of chips and the other pocket full of nacho cheese. Yeah, and I, and I literally oh. couldn't sit down until I handed out everybody's food because my pants would get destroyed. <laughs> full of beans. So, so, perfect for a for a winter night. So this is Florida, one. man. I, I grew up in Florida, man. So winter nights oh. are like sixty degrees. Spencer made me remind reminded me of something that made me think. So you guys remember South Park the movie? Oh yeah, I remember it okay, existed. So, I don't see it. So it was. So it, there was me and two other friends, um, and we we were both there. Are two of us. There was myself and Manny. He was. We were both eighteen, and our, my friend was seventeen. And they wouldn't let the seventeen-year-old into the theater to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what was great is my parents just happened to be at the mall. Like this wasn't planned, but they were at the mall. And I was like, "Dad, we need your help," and, <laughs> and we sneak him into the movie. Right. So mm-hmm. the three of us, we go in and we're, we're able to go see the movie. And then the first scene of South Park, the movie is the kids getting the homeless man to get them tickets to go see the movie that they're not supposed to go see. <laughs> oh, the movie. Yeah. that's funny. Oh, oh that's, that's funny. hilarious. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. Because the whole thing centers around um, Terrence and Philip. Yeah. They wanted to go see the Terrence and Philip movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it takes me back. <laughs> 
Oh, you farted. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I farted. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, I can't really say that I have one um, because I, as much as I enjoy the theater um, experience to watch the movie, people typically ruin it for me. Uh, I, but, but here's the reason I like, I, when I watch a movie, I like to be invested in it, particularly mm -hmm. if I'm paying 20 bucks yep. and hearing other people's reactions just pulls me out of it. It's not <clears> that I'm necessarily, I mean, yeah, no, sometimes you get those idiots that like, I've literally had one person in front of me talking on his phone to the girl behind me. It's I'm, I'm not even what? talking. Yeah. About stuff. I'm not even cell, talking about cell, stuff like cell phones ruined theaters. Yeah. For many, many even, reasons. I'm not even talking about that. I just mean like when somebody cheer, like if 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 I had been in the theater while people were cheering uh, when Captain America used Thor's hammer, it, it would have pulled me out of it. I just wouldn't have enjoyed sure. I would not have enjoyed it. So that's just- You, I, you, you know. say that though, but on like opening night and they know that, like if the normal theater's volume is like a six, they mm -hmm. jacked that thing up to 10, man. So you can still hear the film- yeah, but your ears are not doing well generally after an opening <laughs> night. <laughs> Yet another reason why I don't need to go because yeah, I you already have to tinnitus. <laughs> if I can you say you know, one more like uh, experience that I had in a movie, it was actually seeing an old movie, but um, it was Gone with the Wind at the Alabama Theater. Mm -hmm. okay. And they had kind of an orchestra playing at for uh, or the music, I believe. Oh, before. that's cool. But also, yeah, yeah. this was one of the first uh, nights that I got a date with my wife. And like, oh, back when cool. she, so like she had invited me to go see this with her group of old ladies that she was had at her church. And so like, it was just like her, she's like, you know, you know, 17 at the time. And then these a bunch of 60s and 70 year old ladies who were obviously trying to set us up because, like, oh, yeah, you two sit together. Bunch of people that saw it opening night. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably literally but yeah that's so, what like, i mean yeah <laughs> and so like we you know sat down it was a great experience because we got to actually you know you know we you know watched the movie then we uh, you know talk and talk during the intermission because this movie is long enough to need an intermission yeah and yeah just kind of nice how to, long is that movie oh my gosh it's like four hours i'm Shit. looking I'm looking it up. It's got to be the, four. The first movie least. I ever saw with Faith when we were dating uh, had satanic imagery in it, so we left. Oh, my God. We didn't know. We didn't know. It was... Um, oh, gosh. I, see, uh, so say? it's three hours and 58 minutes. Oh, Okay. So, so it was just about four hours. That's two movies. Yes, it is. That's two movies back to back. That's... um, Or or it's, 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 one, uh, it's one Lord of the Rings director's cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and end end game was three hours and one minute. Um, so yeah, so there's some long ones, man, for sure. Mm -hmm. Isn't the Batman super long? Isn't that like three hours? It's yep. just barely under three hours. Is it under fifty five, I think. Yeah, I'm waiting for that one to come to HBO. Yeah, same here. Good movie. Yeah, same here. So speaking of which, has anybody seen the five minutes deleted scene that was just released from the? Uh, have no, okay. I, I know it was released. Is it? Is it the Joker scene? Yes. And so <laughs> I don't want to say anything unless people are like, I mean, everybody. I see it here on YouTube, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so I don't think I'm really YouTube? giving anything away from it, but that scene just made me more excited to see the movie because I need to watch the it. way they show. First off, it it is um, 
I won't, I'll go, I'll go into mild spoiler territory, but I, this won't take away from the, the gravity of the scene. Um, it's Batman trying to get uh, the Joker's opinion on the Riddler's work because he's trying to get a profile oh, on. And so it's very much a Clarice and Hannibal Lecter type relationship. And the way they show Joker's face is masterful because you do not see it. Okay. And it's, it's you do not see it. You do, you do not see it for the entire scene <laughs> until the very end. And you still don't get a, a clear look at his entire face. And it is, it is phenomenal. So okay. um, I just found it. You can find it. Just search. But yeah, Batman deleted. Yeah. It's on, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's, I mean, it was intentionally released. Oh, for sure. Um, but I read up on it and um, he, Matt Reeves said, I mean, obviously they cut that one for time, but he also talked about how apparently he almost did not spoilers for anybody that's listening. Uh, he almost did not include the scene that closes out the movie between the Riddler and Joker, mm. but hmm. the, he, he, because um uh, he decided to keep it because it helped close the story loop on the Riddler. So he, he kept it less because, okay, we're going to give fan service and show people the Joker. He kept it because he felt like it added some weight to the story of the Riddler. Um, but he even said, he said, just because he was in this movie doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the villain of the next one. He goes, I, I don't, he's not. Yeah. I don't, yeah. he said, I don't know if we're going to see Joker in the next Batman, which I was excited about actually. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, I hope I'm, we don't. I'm kind of hoping Hush makes an appearance as yes. either a, a side character in the second movie or, or a main villain, because I really think after having seen some of the things about Hush, I was just like, oh, that's that would fit really well in this mm -hmm. universe that they've crafted. I don't know the actor's name, but um, he's the Breaking Bad guy, the main character there. Brian oh, Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. But have him as Mister Freeze. I, I've seen. Oh some, yeah. Some like like who should be the next villain kind of things, and I saw him and they somebody had done like a mock up of him as Mister Freeze, and I was like, yeah, he looks like he could be a Mister Freeze. Yeah. I feel like you can actually do a grounded Mister Freeze. You just have to do it right. Like I can, I can see it. So as, hard. It would so be hard, hard, but it's doable. Yeah. I feel like you know, like something like liquid nitrogen, or like you know, maybe not he, maybe not a freeze gun per se, but maybe something that is his entire weapon is freezing things. And you know, like I still feel like it can be done. Just like maybe bring him down to earth just the, a couple of notches. That's but the problem, the problem with that, like I don't disagree, but the problem, the challenge that you face in trying to include a character like that while also grounding him is that you run the risk of just repeating the same shtick of a serial killer which they've already mm -hmm. done with the riddler so you don't want somebody that's going to you don't want to take the same tried and true road of trying to figure out a criminal and th that has a gimmick oh but no, you don't change his motivations you still uh, he has a you know some type of condition that would make it to where he needs to have you know cold and maybe mm. and his wife it would still be his motivation, but you just make it more uh, like you make it his methods of how he achieves that goal a mm. little bit more grounded, but his motivation behind it stays the same. Maybe like technology mm -hmm. that could that was originally intended to fight firefighters or forest fires or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, so. or just make up some technology that could exist, but uh, is kind of 
and he's like just a little bit uh, not far enough out there that it would be i was like oh there's no way this would be real yeah. why do they have this technology oh, in this city mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me think of there's almost so elon musk has got the the internet satellites mm-hmm. right so that's that's something that is actual like science fact and how could something like that be incorporated i don't think it would actually fit with a mr freeze mm. but like here what kind of technology or emerging technologies are out there yeah. And how could they then be applied to Batman yeah. or comics in general? Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I don't know how to make it work. I'm just thinking, but if they were going to make him work instead of a suit, maybe he can't leave his, maybe he can't leave his house or, you know, maybe he lives oh. in a very specific. So instead yeah. of trying to oh, track ooh, down, be interesting. maybe instead of trying to track down a, serial killer or a criminal who's always on the move the get the they flip the switch and instead he is operating you know he's controlling other people and he's out operating of a freezer, right? out of I a mean, freezer yeah and, that, which and is so which is similar to like the jail concept like the guy yeah. orchestrating the the world out yeah, of jail exactly yeah exactly mm. so, i mean if you, i could totally see that especially in this day and age when you have like mm-hmm. you know amazon delivering packages and like you know <laughs> yeah, like, just... <laughs> like you have everything delivered to your house it's like yeah, yeah. you can totally do this there's a bunch of scenes where he's taking a break from uh, a super villainy to pick up his postmates order at the door yes, exactly <laughs> his, his instacart groceries it's like i want my soup cold that's right that's Sir? right <laughs> yeah i want gazpacho yeah yes. take your time that's right that's funny <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you could make him work. Maybe, yeah, maybe he has to stay in a controlled environment, and um, you know, that's the that's the that's the hook right there. Is that you know maybe they don't know where he is, or they do, and they can't get to him. Maybe he's like um, yeah. a Lex Luthor type, where all of his dealings are under under the table, and you can't quite pin stuff on mm-hmm. him just yet. Yeah, you know he did it, but you've got no evidence. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Brian Cranston, I, I always thought he would have made a great Lex Luthor back in his prime. I, I would have much rather seen him than like Jesse Eisenberg or Kevin Spacey. That. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. That seemed like, that felt like a mismatch with Jesse most definitely. Eisenberg. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. But I am excited for Patrick Stewart. Like I know you guys aren't like all MCU'd up, but I'm really excited for for Doctor Strange too. I'm, I'm excited about the Illuminati. I am excited about that mm-hmm. in that world because I think it opens yeah. up a lot of doors. Yep. Um, but I'm ready for something different in that world. Mm-hmm. Like they need to branch out. For me, they need to branch out a bit more than what they're doing. They're introducing. I guess maybe that's because they're they're not introducing the characters that I want them to introduce. Mm-hmm. Who do you want them to introduce, Kevin? Uh, X Men and Fantastic Four. Like and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you I'm listen not, to I'm the not... podcast, Daniel? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> It I comes up like every Four, other podcast. Yeah. yeah, I think Fantastic again. I think Fantastic Four would be a great series. I don't yeah. want um, what's his Jim to play him, John Krasinski. I think I think he'd be a better Cyclops. Um, yes, and I think X Men should not be a movie. I think it should be an ongoing series. I like um, that idea. It'll never happen, did, but I want. If they oh, did do it, they should do it. What they're what DC is doing with Batman is have like basically a six episode series culminate in the movie six episode series culminate in the movie and then because and then the series has your your constant four or five like generally five characters um and so you don't have to like branch out all the time 
but X-Men legs itself but with X-Men, X-Force, X-Men Blue and Gold, X-Factor, all those things to mm-hmm. series, I think a little bit cleaner yeah. than film. Incidentally, I just read today that Lee Shriver's brother, uh, so mm-hmm. if anybody doesn't know, Sabretooth and X-Men Origins, mm-hmm. yeah. his brother is in talks to, to play Wolverine. Ooh, okay. interesting. Yeah, I actually want okay. Lee. So because of, I don't want Fantastic Four to be an origin story at all. Yes, I, I want them to already be the deal. Um, so then for me, the thing, you're casting for a voice and not for mm-hmm. a person. And mm-hmm. Leif Schreiberg is one of those people I would love to see play the thing. Oh, good call. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. There's a couple of people love that I that. think could do it well. Um, and he's one of them. Terry Crews is actually another one. There's a couple. There's a couple. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, real quick, the, the whole thing about Pablo Schreiber is maybe we'll see the X-Men sooner rather than later if, if these are conversations being had. I think they sort of have to, like, if some of the properties that they're doing now do, do well, they have to start pulling out some of their bigger guns, like maybe fast track mm-hmm. some of their bigger guns, and that would be X-Men and yeah. Fantastic Four. Have they announced if uh, they're going to do a Silver Surfer? They haven't. Oh, I hope so. They haven't, but that would lead well. That would, that, so in, that, in my mind, they take the Fantastic, in my, in my mind, the way they should play it is, X-Men takes the place of the Avengers. They run that for 15 years, whatever they did with the Avengers. Fantastic Four sort of takes place of a garden, Guardians of the Galaxy Plus. And, mm-hmm. then, um, and then Silver Silver fills a little bit more of that cosmic gap for them that they would then be missing by putting the Fantastic Four back on the Earth. Okay. We'll see. Uh, do, do you think there's any potential that we will see Reed Richards and the Illuminati at... Um... Uh, in Doctor Strange, I Doctor Strange is a hot mess. I, I think you will see. <laughs> okay, so based on everything, like they're pulling everybody back as well. Like they've talked about what's his name that played the first Reed Richards. I don't know his right. name, but he's doing the first one with Jessica Alba. Oh, oh that one, Yoan that Gruffer. guy. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about pulling all those guys back in and making appearances. Huh. Like okay. even what? Well, Chris, Captain like Evans, him coming. Yeah coming back for that one yeah but actually playing human torch mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. playing captain america so they're mm-hmm. playing with all these like random things i just want to see like a good fantastic four movie mm-hmm. i haven't seen a good mm-hmm. x-men movie in a really really long time and logan i don't call it x-men movie that's a wolverine movie that is an amazing movie it, it is, is the, a great movie it's a great movie but it's, it's a great movie it's the only good wolverine movie and there yeah. hasn't like they haven't done X-Men hasn't had its ju- its due yet. Yeah. Um, I, I think kind of like with Mike's all the way up there. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I like that they're doing is I think they're validating a lot of the old Marvel content in, in that regards, right? So mm-hmm. like with with like the Netflix series coming mm-hmm. to Disney Plus and that stuff, it's like it's it's like it's connected. Like we know that because of with Matt Murdock and then with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm but I think they're kind of giving some of that like validation, like, yes, this is Marvel and it may not connect in the same universe. So, and like, so they're bringing like the original X-Men series by bringing Patrick Stewart in and saying, yes, that universe is part of the multiverse and saying, mm-hmm. yes, it, it's part of it. So it's like, it's not like Canon, but then it's not like Disney and star Wars and air. The empire is now trash, you know? So I think that I think it's, Kevin Feige is trying to validate a lot of that stuff. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I think it comes back to me to old school Transformers movie and why they killed everybody. It's about how much more money we can make. 
So now like you loop all these guys together and now all of a sudden it's more, Oh, these guys were always part of these multi-worlds. Great. Mm -hmm. So now I can farm off this property to this director and have him make three movies for us and then take a piece of the pie and not have to do anything. Right, right, right. They're, so for me, they're... it's more about branching out and getting it, the diversity of content, especially <laughs> as they see like what's happening in the Batman world with like the Joker and now the Batman and a couple other properties as well that are awesome one-offs from their universe. Mm -hmm. I think it, what it does is let them hire people for one-offs and so they can slow, so they can more slowly build the, the actual MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, that's more of what I see it as, though. So I think it's more of a, I don't want to say it's just a money play, but it's kind of a money play. Well, it's well, business. Not, it's always a money play. Yes, right. And they're, they're not stupid either. They know, they know that there were things about the previous movies before they joined the MCU that worked. And Patrick <laughs> Stewart, Hugh Jackman, and, you know, the like being a part of it. Everybody knows at this point what every, what the audience's favorite parts were about those movies. So if they can pull in, uh, somebody that um, they the know favorite parts of those and the fair parts right, of those movies, right? Exactly. Plus, plus exactly. like the Marvel system. Yeah, exactly. Like, they'll be there. Yeah, I mean they'll be fine. I just want them to like a lot of the properties that are coming out. I just don't care about. Right. I just don't care. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Uh, I'm disappointed you guys didn't say anything about Sonic, but that was a guilty pleasure. Of mine. It, yeah, I mean, I will say, I, I will say, the Sonic, the first Sonic movie, did not suck. Uh, and I am, I am, I have expressed That's a my ringing endorsement. About, <laughs> I, 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 I smiled a lot during the movie. So I will say that as far as video game movies go, that movie gives me hope yeah. for the future. And I just kind of wish Robotnik wasn't fat. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I was like, like Jim right, Carrey needs. Right. Jim Carrey should have put a little more effort into that. Uh, part of me wondered, out. since he had the weird mustache at the end of the first one. Uh, will he be fat at the end of the second one? Will he start to, you know, will they change him over time? But, you know, we'll see. But thank you all so much for He's being in the here. Chaos with us and world causes him right. body weight. Yeah, it's right. he makes him stress eat. It's a side effect. Yeah. Um, so, now, anyway. now right. Trip wants for, to close this out, guys. For the third time. <laughs> thank Sorry, you Andrew. so much for being with us, being with us tonight. Uh, it was great to talk to all of y'all. And uh, for anybody out there who's listening, we will see you in the next episode. See you later, Dad Gum Nerds. Game over.